You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and we have quite the guest for you today. Now, uh, Jamie Decker is from Experience Anatomy, and yes, I said that correctly, Experience Anatomy. Uh, we can absolutely guarantee that we have never had a guest like this one uh, on the Brand Builders Podcast. She specializes in body parts. Again, yes, you heard that right. Jamie Decker offers specimen kits of organs and other body parts that are portable, dry, odorless, and non-toxic, and the best part, real. In fact, if you ever went to, to, to the uh, Body Worlds exhibit at Discovery Place, uh, the two times it was in Charlotte, you know what we're talking about. Uh, this is actually, and I might mess this up, plastinated? Plastinated human tissues and organs. Fascinating little creepy, but awesome, and a really valuable tool for teaching biological sciences. So we're ex really excited to learn uh, a little bit more about experience anatomy from Jamie Decker. She actually brought samples uh, here. And if you go to her website, it's a picture of her holding a human brain in her hands. So I don't know what else I can say to get you excited about this podcast, but let's roll here. Jamie, welcome. Thanks for having me. Yes, awesome. this has been a long time coming. We're excited Absolutely. to hear and share what you have going on. And so you, just to start off, you were literally the only person in the United States that studied this technology under its founder in Germany. How does it all work? What, what were you studying there? I was studying primarily human anatomy through the process of dissection, which was then preserved through plastination. So they're a production company, essentially, that preserves body parts for the Body Worlds exhibitions as well as for medical education. Um, they have a lot of visitors around the world that come and do little stints there, but I'm the only American who's extensively trained and gone back and forth and created programs and continue to collaborate with them in this current endeavor with Experience Anatomy. And how did you, have you always been interested in anatomy? How, how did have you I always land been in this weird? world? Is that what you're asking me? <laughs> no, not, it's not what he's asking. <laughs> no, at all. I mean, thank goodness you are interested in this. <laughs> yeah. and, and folks are because we all rely on it at some point. Oh, right? yeah, you're carrying it around with you every day. Yes. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> oh, my God. So it's interesting. Like, you, you talked a little bit about how you got into this. Tell us a little bit about um, not only, I guess, your passion around creating this organization. Was it something that just kind of happened because you were so knowledgeable about it? I'm just kind of curious to see how someone not only gets involved in this, but then decides, hey, we're going to turn this into, you know, an organization uh, and really support um, not only students, but I mean, you can literally rent an organ, right? So like, tell me about this. Um, it happened through a series of events. Um I went to school for funeral services, so my interest was in the human body and preservation, but I wasn't really interested in planning funerals and counseling right. bereaved families and things like that. So that's what led me to go to Germany in the first place, having seen the first Body Worlds exhibition that came to Discovery Place. Then I moved from there to work at a gross anatomy lab at a medical university in Virginia where they were doing whole body donors. So I'm like, oh, this is really cool. How are they using whole bodies to do further teaching and training, came back to Charlotte, where I'm from, when my husband got on the Charlotte Fire Department, and was really bummed that there's no medical university in Charlotte. So we're the largest city in the nation without a medical university, which is changing, yep. as we probably all know. But 
Um, so I took a job teaching at Central Piedmont Community College, teaching anatomy, and was really frustrated because I'm like, I'm trying to teach this 3D subject with a textbook that's based off of a healthy white male, and that's not what you see in the lab. Mm -hmm. So when Body Worlds came back, Discovery Place asked me to be a um, project specialist with them to train people on what this is. They're like, okay, last time it came, nobody knew what it was. They're like, are these executed Chinese prisoners? No, they're not. Where do they get these bodies from? You know, all these questions that surround it, and <laughs> nobody funny. knew how to answer it. So it kind of, all those different experiences, I'm like, all right, there's something to be had here, and it formed this company, Experience Anatomy. So tell us, what exactly does this organization do? We provide spaces and resources that promote better anatomy training, regardless of your level of education. So clients include? Yoga instructors, massage therapists, specialized orthopedic surgeons, physical therapists, students in EMS programs, firefighters, the general population. So give us an example. Um, uh, you know, you mentioned that your husband works for the fire department. Give us an example of, of why the fire department would connect and, and, uh, and work with Experience Anatomy. So Charlotte Fire Department may not primarily because they're a larger fire department, so they're not advanced EMTs. They're basic EMTs. However, if you go into a more rural area like Harrisburg, that's why I have this t-shirt because <laughs> we did a training in Harrisburg, they're more advanced or intermediate EMTs because they're going to get on the scene faster than medic will if they're in a rural area. So the firefighters have to have specialized training like intubation and IOs and specialized skills that they can practice on a cadaver so that they're doing it right when they're in the scene, right? So when we did it um, recently in Harrisburg, some of these guys were like, I've never done this once in my career, and this is amazing because this is a no-stress environment. Mm -hmm. I can practice it so that when I do come across this, I know what I'm doing, right? Because that's one of those things that you have to feel it and you have to do it a few times to understand how to do it in a living person. Do you have any competition? Hmm. In what way? With plastinets or with training? or Probably the plastinets. Uh, I have exclusivity to purchase them from the creators of Body Worlds and rent them. So on kind of the rental side, no. Yeah. Um, medical universities and other qualified users can purchase them, but they're outrageously expensive. And so they're usually not purchased in large quantities or in a full collection. And then when they are, they're like prized and kept in-house. So our goal is to expand that for more people. When did you tell your husband that you would have a bunch of uh, organs and human body parts uh, in your house? In our garage, in our <laughs> guest room. <laughs> Just like other, Just, any oh, other hey, business there's a, starting. There's a, like brain. a lot of this thing's going on in the house, right? Yeah, and two little kids are like, Mom, whose stomach is this? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we had them in our house probably for six months before we got a space, but luckily we have these beautiful cases that were custom-made in Raleigh, so every specimen is 3D scanned and has its own little box that it fits in to keep them protected. But he's... He sees worse stuff than I do, right? Yeah, as a right, right. So he oh, thinks yeah. what it's I do is weird. It's not all cleaned up when yeah, he sees no, it. He's exactly. seeing it's real, yeah. And, and yeah, that's not that yours isn't real, but you know what I mean. No, but, his is um, breathing. Yeah, right. And usually and bleeding and traumatic yeah. and. And they're emotional. always the first responders, right? Yeah. Like they're first they're, on scene. They're there. They're seeing everything. He's on a SWAT team with the fire department, so he goes to. Oh wow! This and yeah. I'm like, I couldn't handle that. People Maybe you need to bring him on. How I do it? We'll bring him on the podcast. Thank him. Yes. We appreciate him. Um, so tell us an, an, an example. I, I'm I'm so curious because when you go on your on your website, like I said, you're holding a human brain, uh, and it talks about rent a specimen kit, um, custom curriculum. 
what are some of the requests that you get? And maybe what was like the wildest or most insane request that you've gotten for an actual body part? Oh, that's a good question. We Normally they're, they're not crazy to me because it's what we do is we put them in systems-based kits because that's how anatomy is taught. The nervous system, the cardiovascular system, the respiratory system, right? So this kit I have right here is the digestive system. So somebody might be teaching whatever in digestion, so they would rent that particular system. I did get an email recently that said, hey, we might need 30 ankles to do some uh, testing on. Could you help us with that? So that's like, oh, okay, sure. Good need, find some ankles. We need at least 15 bodies, right? Two ankles per body if they're not an amputee, which we do. We get several amputees, so you might only get one ankle off of that. And, uh, so, so when this comes to you, it's an entire body, and then you all sort no, of dissect so there's, it? there's two separate parts of this company. So okay. the plastinated stuff we purchase from the creators of Body Worlds, we curate them into these kits. Gotcha. We have a subsidiary nonprofit body donation program, too. So we will accept whole body donors for that skill set training. And the plastinates then are a complementary resource that basically brings your textbook alive. So again, that 2D versus 3D mm -hmm. thing, it's really hard to study. Like, I can show you what's under here if you want a minute. Oh, it's really hard to study in a book. Oh my yes. God. Yeah, I've been dying to see what's under that T-shirt. Oh, that, that this is Does anybody want to take any guesses what it is? Uh, I'm going to say, you um, said the, the stomach. I don't know, the lining of the stomach. That's no, the, the digestive the system digestive over there. System. Oh, I thought that's, oh, I'm sorry. That looks like a face. Oh, God. Somebody else said a head. A head. It's not a head. It's not um, a head. It has a head. What? I <laughs> love the look oh on God, your face. God, show me. Is it, it's human. It's human. <laughs> All right, here Hold we on. go. I'll, I'll I, reveal it from the side. Oh, my God. Okay, so it's the full internal and external urogenital system of a male. Oh, <laughs> my God. This is unbelievable. <laughs> we have... <laughs> I don't even know if we can show you this on video. This <laughs> is unbelievable. All right. So we have the, it, I mean, that's I mean, unbelievable. I don't even know how to react wow to this. Wow factor. Yeah. Okay. She's like, so guess. I'm like, human penis. I, have no <laughs> I never would have guessed that. That's the most unbelievable thing. So I've wait a minute. If I'm a donor, I, <laughs> I may end up like that. If you donate <laughs> for this. So donors for plastination, they have their own body donation program that they donate specifically for plastination for this preservation for display. Wow. Oh, my God. And they have 15,000 body donors. People can't get enough of this. That is insane. You, you can mind if I take want. a picture? Oh, <laughs> that is insane. So, so you create, I mean, in, 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 from the shock, obviously, I didn't know that was, that, that was going to be oh that. Oh my But gosh. that seems like something that is, is, is a great tool to be able to teach, right? It's, like, yeah. I mean, if you're going to have to learn what, how that is, because it always fascinates me with doctors and I'm like, how in the world can they go in and do these types of surgeries on like a living person? And it's just crazy to me. And now they do them with like lasers yep. and teeny little like Robots. they're like oh we're not we don't even need to slice you open mm -hmm. like we're just going there so it's like how do they know all the stuff that's moving in there and it's like the this anatomy yeah that's so cool so we just recently took the specimen to a local high school we took a bunch of different body systems but everyone's like man they're spending a lot of time at the urogenital system and they're like what are you guys learning and these young kids were like oh my god i had no idea this i had no idea that I blah, blah. like they were stoked and then we thought they were going to be like giggling and embarrassed to see like a penis and a vagina on the table. 
But they were genuinely like, I had no clue. Can you tell me about this? Where does that go? I didn't know it connected like that. Hmm. You're like, yeah, you're carrying this around with you every day. But did you know that's how it connected and how it interacts with the kidneys? So those kidneys. are the kidneys. Yep. Bladder. What is that? It looks like a meatball, but that's a tumor on the kidney. No wow. way. That's what a tumor looks like. Wow. So seeing true pathology, too, is another benefit to this. You're not seeing just a standard healthy body. We all probably have some kind of anomaly or pathology, and this gives you the opportunity to see that. Wow. wow. So age, where is this? Do we know where this? Probably older. Most people who donate their body die of natural causes, primarily. Yeah. So they tend to be older. Our body donation program is a little bit different. We stray from that standard and we accept donors who were in trauma traumatic injuries who had amputees who have medical device implants most donation programs don't take those bodies because they can't standardize it but for us we're like well that's what's important for people to see yeah right so we accept all types of body donors that most places don't even accept how do you become a donor to do that, I mean, that's, is it just on your on your? You just check it. So that's that's no. the whole. Pro- no, okay. like your license. Yeah. No, that's no. organ donation. Okay. So oh, that's just organ. Okay. There's a difference between tissue donation for transplant, which is organ donation, and whole body donation for research. Can you do both? Or you can. Okay. Only like one percent of people who sign up on their license to be an organ donor actually become one because you have to die young and healthy and in a hospital setting. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. And that's not usually the case, which is why they encourage more and more people to become donors because it's such a slim chance that you'll actually be able to donate. Whereas whole body, even we've had donors who donated their long bones. So they took a graft of all the bones and then they donate the rest of the body to us. Uh huh. So you could do both in that, in that case. Wow. What do you do to preserve that? Like it looks all clean and like, you know, what's the process of that? It's very time consuming, but you embalm them primarily with formaldehyde like you traditionally would. Yeah. Dissect them, which takes a lot of time. This takes an insane amount of time I'm sure. to dissect out of the body. Um, then it goes into an acetone bath usually, which dehydrates and degreases the tissue. Then it goes into another bath of liquid silicone that you put under pressure. That pressure draws the fluids out, which creates a negative space sucks the polymer in, and you cure the polymer. So it essentially cures the tissue to a cellular level, hmm. which is why it's dry, it's non-toxic, it's odorless, you can touch it, it keeps its shape. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looks, just looking at it, it looks like rubber. You yeah. Know? yeah. I'm usually not speechless at all, wow. but um, uh, yeah, didn't I mean, know we'd have a human <laughs> penis on the table <laughs> right now. But Brian it, uh, <laughs> rarely gets fumbled over there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting here, like... You go, it has a head. And I'm like, what is she talking about? <laughs> well, Boom, and, penis. And, and I'm and like, whoa. I thought about that. And I was like, nah. I yeah, you're like, nah, <laughs> she's not pulling a penis out right now. She did. There's a penis on the table. And that is the first time that has ever happened at the Brand Butters podcast. And hopefully it will be the last. There will be no more penises allowed on the table. Only um, under the table. So, only under the that's table. That's right. Only under. So <laughs> yeah. with this organ, oh I mean, it's kind of fascinating that you're the only person that has kind of created this in America. And now you've turned it into a business. What are some of like the success stories that you've heard from not only being able to educate, but has anybody ever kind of called you and been like, hey, I just, you know, we use this, um, we use this part of the anatomy, we learned this, and then they actually like did it on like a human person. They're like, you know what, that really helped me. Like that was the reason that I could save that person's life or perform that surgery the right way or do or whatever. Oh, yeah. uh, I'd love to hear a, a story like that. Yeah, we, we just recently had that um, experience teaching some paramedics and afterwards um a woman emailed us and she's like i just had to stop and tell you guys that i learned more 
in that one day of training than in 14 months of paramedic school because I actually got to experience something and not just read a book or listen to a lecture or check off a list, right? And she'd been in the field practicing for years too, but she's like, that, that day I learned more. I'm like, that's pretty impactful. Yeah. Absolutely. There's like yeah. when I was a kid, we would do like we in in class we would have like dissections, and I was fascinated. Some people were like grossed out. Mm. I was fascinated by it because it's like a frog was one that that yeah. probably everybody has done. Doing that, I was like so eager to go to class because it was like this is real. Like it's not reading it. It's not it's like hands oh, this on. Is what, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're part of experience. It. Yeah, it's fascinating. I think the worm was the first one I did. Oh, pretty yeah. easy. Yeah. Pretty basic. Yeah, anatomy. pretty basic. Yeah, I'm sure you just took that worm and went fishing. You crazy? You didn't cut that up. You went fishing with that worm. Um, (laughs) So, is there anything else in that box? Do you have another surprise for us? Yeah, you want to see another one? Here we go. Oh my gosh, we have two. I was saying that thinking you were not going to have something else. Oh wow! All right, we are now. There's two. She's handing me something. I now have a body part in my hand. Two of them. What am I holding? I'm holding the small intestines and the pancreas in my hands right now. That is fascinating. Yes, it is. Oh, oh no. Now, this Scott. looks like, yeah, stomach? No, that's a lung. Right? Liver, diseased liver and healthy liver. Remember, oh, digestive really? system. Oh, that's right. Yeah, duh. Perfect after our Christmas holiday yeah, party. Where no, we, I'm we showing drinking. how ignorant I really am. Yeah. Oh, man, we got um, more. This is wild. We're going to have to uh, have to show you guys pictures and videos of this because this is some incredible stuff. These are cool, too. These are actual cross-sections of human tissue. So it mimics like what you'd see in a CT scan. Oh, wow. That one's recognizable, whereas this one's a little more difficult. But imagine seeing that on a CT and trying to figure out what it is. No kidding. So this enables you to study the anatomy in the same way, that, in the same kind of modality that you would in a clinic. Huh. Oh, Stomach. Wow, wow. Large intestine. So do you do like, I'm, a, I'm guessing every body part. I mean, there's, yeah. Yep. so, so, I mean, if somebody's like, Hey, we, we need a brain. Yep. There you go. Um, you that is wild. So how many of these do you have at a time? And like, what's the, is there a wait list? I mean, like, how do you, if someone's <laughs> called up and like, I need 36 ankles, like how long does it take you to get 36 ankles for someone? We don't know yet. Oh. We just started our body donation program. So we've had 20 donors so far. Um, which is great. We've done no kind of marketing or outreach. It's all just been from word of mouth. These plastinated kits, so we have every single body system um, as well as some various parts, the outside of the systems that we keep. And then the whole bodies, you know, they come as they as they do. I mean, that is is so cool. And something, I mean, this is, I feel like I'm like a kid in science class I again, know. like sitting here going, that is so fast. 35 years old. I've never held any of this stuff in my hands before. Most people haven't. And that's right. what we're trying to change. So we're, what's next? Wow. I mean, with your group, now that you've gotten the body donation program, um, now that you're continuing to do these different types of, you know, rent the specimen kit and support these different groups, like where where do you see this going? Is there is there even more that you want to bring to the table? Is there more awareness? Like I'd love to kind of see your vision for the organization. Yeah, we just purchased a 5,000 square foot lab out by the airport and an additional 5,000 square feet out by Carowinds. So we're hosting events. We're partnering um, with folks in the community. I just met with Blair Premise yesterday awesome. of North Carolina. Awesome. Excellent. We have a good relationship with them to do some patient education stuff. Uh, we'll have virtual anatomy in there. We'll have ultrasound capability. And we're starting a dissection club. 
Oh, so people nice. who want to learn dissection, whether for personal or professional uh, interests, can come with us and learn the skill and study the human body. So and I, I could see. come and dissect something, like a human body, like yeah. real. That's awesome. What about like uh, for kids and stuff too? I yeah. mean, that's... Yep. Can you do it like me and my son? Sure. Sweet. Yeah, we should start like a dad. Yeah. Dad and son dissection. Yeah. Yeah, day. shoot, man. I'm, hey, I'm, I'm, where do I sign? Right. I think that... And now he's only 19 months or 20 months <laughs> old. Right now, so a few more yeah, years. Yeah, he probably... He'd be like... He wouldn't know. But a few more years, I think he would be fascinating. Like, I, like start a kid young and be able to show them these things would be so cool. Oh, yeah. Um, so how many, like, what's your team made up of right now? And, and do you need to add more people? Like how, if somebody was interested in this and they're like, this is really cool. Like, can I go to school and then join your team? You know, how does that look? Yeah, we have myself, a director of donations who handles all of our body donor stuff and logistics in the lab. We have a, an academic program specialist who's a master of anatomy who develops the custom education programs. Uh, we just recently hired an operations manager starting soon as well as a business development and kind of sales generation person. So our team is growing rapidly, just as we are with our space. And are you a, a privately owned company? Do you have any, you know, public backing? Or is there any, you know, I guess, specific hospitals that you work with? Like, how does that all work from the business side of it? Oh, we're independent. So um, I own the majority of the company with a investment group who's family and friends, essentially. Awesome. So it's just a couple of other people on the investment side who provide the capital. It's an insanely capital-intensive business, which is good for us because it creates a barrier for entry for competition. Sure, it does. Definitely. Uh, so we got to jump start on that with our exclusivity and our capital investment up front. Um, we're not opposed to partnering with communities, but again, if you a lot of times if you partner with a, a large hospital system, you end up with exclusivity with them, and one of our goals is accessibility. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to do what we can to make it accessible to anybody and not just exclusive to one company or one hospital or one university. So when you made this initial pitch to your investors, <laughs> what was that like? Uh, I was nervous as shit. <laughs> I was told, I'll get you five minutes with this guy. And I was like, okay, what can I do I in five this. minutes? All right. This. We were on the phone for like 30 minutes. He was sold. And he was like, you know, I always wanted to be a doctor when I was a kid. Badass. And it was, I think, just a personal thing. He's like to see something that could get people from, I think I'm into this, but I don't really know how, to the next level. And then it is a really good business plan. People are dying every day. There's a continual need for medical education training. Charlotte's a huge city that has massive health care, but no medical education facility. And so our goal is to create a brand in an unbranded industry and then to have multiple facilities across the nation, with Charlotte being the first one. I love that. Create a brand in an unbranded industry. And obviously, being on the Brand Builders podcast, that's exactly what we she, do and what we talk about. We need to introduce her to Cat Francis as well. Yeah. American Inno. Yeah. It's all oh, about yeah. innovators. Yeah. And, and they, oh, you're right down. You all need to meet. Yeah. Now, is this something that is is nationwide or do you only focus on the, the Charlotte region and, and the Carolinas? Because they're portable, the plastinates could go anywhere. And the goal is to have a facility that becomes a destination so people are flying in to train. Oh, nice. Um, but you can only house so many people in one facility. Right. So this will be the kind of the hub where we grow from and, and supply our local community before we have enough need to branch out. When are you going to open up? You said you just got this, those, um, uh, locations. When are you going to open that up and when is that going to be January be 2020? Awesome. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. That's so cool. 
So right now, because when this episode's out, it's going to be in January. Exactly. So this is so cool. Um, so I, I'm, I'm curious, you know, with, with what you've done now, is there any, uh, and like, I don't want to say like, <laughs> this sounds crazy, you know, like live bodies, right? But like, what's the future? Is this the future of of creating something that would, that doctors are aware and everybody else is aware to be able to, to help it. It's almost like, like looking at this, it almost looks like 3d printed mm -hmm. human body parts, yep. but they're real. But they're real. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we're actually doing that's very different with our whole body donors is we are using a special type of embalming that doesn't use formaldehyde. And I'm trying not to get too in the weeds, but the way that training is done now is on fresh frozen tissue. So if you've ever frozen like a strawberry and then you thaw it out, mm -hmm. it's not gross. Yeah. Right. It's kind of slimy and smushy. That's what happens with tissue, human tissue as well. So that's kind of caliber that they're training on right now. So we've um, created a chemical that's formaldehyde free that allows the tissue to keep its flexibility, keep its color, um, last for months and months so you can do surgical training without being exposed to biohazards of fresh tissue. Um, so we're talking to military right now for big military contracts for combat training. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of different avenues that you can get into when you start doing the cadaver training. And then again, these plasmids just become an added bonus that doesn't typically come along with it. Wow. That's fantastic. I want to invest. Please open it back up. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Maybe soon. Um, <laughs> let us know privately. I'm just kidding. Um, so, you know, <laughs> here's a question. And, and as we kind of get get uh, rolling up here, what is the reaction when people ask you, so what do you do? I change that answer depending on who I'm talking to. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> You're brilliant. Yeah. You so, are so brilliant. Sometimes I'm a teacher. Sometimes <laughs> I'm a CEO. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I cut up dead bodies. <laughs> it just depends on who you talk to. And all of them are true. They're all true. That is the yeah. best. But you got to change that depending on who you're talking right. to. Right. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Well, how can people learn more about this? How can they follow your story? Tell us uh, the best way to get in contact with you. Yeah, follow us on Instagram at Experience Anatomy. We try to keep up with new specimens that we get in stock, events that we'll be at, places in the community where you might not think to find us so you can experience this yourself. Uh, we're in the process of updating our website at just experienceanatomy.com. We'll have a Facebook page up soon. We've had a lot of requests for people who want to bring groups to Facebook um, to talk about stuff or play in events. We're, if you're in the education community, we work with BioNetwork to do professional development for teacher training, whether K through 12 or community colleges. So you can find us through the education network as well. Awesome. And can anybody, I, I should have asked this, but can anybody rent a specimen? I mean, how does, is there like a, like, <laughs> is there a process here? There is a process. Yeah. Not just anybody can rent. We vet any users cool. before we rent them out. Excellent. Well, that's awesome. Well, if you are, are somebody that is, is in the education space, uh, if you're somebody that could really benefit from, from having, I don't want to say live anatomy, but it's pretty much what it is uh, there, it's, it's really cool. I mean, I wish you guys could see it. We'll show some video and, and pictures of, of what we have in our hands right now. Um, but thank you, you know, so much, Jamie. I really appreciate you coming on and telling us a little bit more about your story. It's so cool to see something that is so original be generated in uh, Charlotte and for you being the only one in America that does this, like, congratulations. Like Thanks. that is a really Thanks cool accomplishment. Yeah. 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 So awesome. It is. And I can't wait to take 
I'm going to say this. Our company, the girls will probably kill me, but we're going to go do a group dissection someday. <laughs> yeah. I and I awesome. think it would be fun and just different and like get you back into to always learning. Like you're never too old to learn. Yes. I think you're going to have a lot of success with the, uh, the adults dissection club or, um, I, I mean, I might be your first member. So Come on. we'll, uh, we'll set that up, but y'all definitely, if you were listening to this podcast, like share comment, uh, definitely follow experience anatomy on Instagram, uh, learn and, and check out their website, experienceanatomy.com, doing a lot of really cool things. Jamie, thank you so much for, for being so innovative and, and taking a challenge and, and, and kind of just creating something that's new. You know, that's really awesome. Uh, and I think you're going to support and help a lot of people in this area, not only be more educated about it, but ultimately help save lives. And I think that's really cool. And, uh, and something you should be super proud of. So again, thank you so much for joining us on the Brand Builders Podcast. We look forward to following the journey. Best of luck, Jamie. And thank you again. Thanks. For thank time. you, Jamie. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com. <laughs>